Welcome to the Leverage to Scale show. I'm Amber Vilhauer, founder and CEO of LeverageToScale.com, brought to you by NGNG Enterprises, standing for No Guts, No Glory. We work with purpose-driven business owners to develop their online platform and scale their influence. We believe that you have the opportunity to positively change the world one relationship at a time. Stick around to the end of the show in about 20 minutes and I'll reveal how you can be our next guest on one of the fastest growing marketing podcasts. Let's go. Hello and welcome to the Leverage to Scale podcast. I am your host, Katie Priest, and I'm here today with Dr. Benjamin Ritter. Um, Ben, can you please go ahead and introduce yourself about what you do and what your business is? Yeah, thanks for that intro. My name is Dr. Benjamin Ritter. As you said, you can call me Ben, please, from now on. I have a background in organizational leadership, entrepreneurship, and coaching. And currently, I'm the founder of LFY Consulting, where I'm a leadership coach guiding others to create a career that they love. And I'm also the regional learning manager for an organization called YPO. So I work with young CEOs and help them create learning curriculums that uh, let them become lifelong learners. So that's been a lot of fun because it integrates my passion for helping people connect, learn, and grow with each other, um, as well as to help them grow as leaders, leadership development, and that's all encompassing from professional and personal development. Right. So um, that sounds like really amazing, getting people to like, you know, follow what they want to do and um, making them lifelong learners and things like that. What was the point in your life or professional career where you were like, this is what I want people to do? What is the reason you started this business? Yeah. And, you know, my background has so many instances where like I serendipitously came across coaching or professional development or leadership development. So we could talk about the federal grant that I received for six months of life coaching, the 16 months of leadership training that I was basically selected for when I was working full-time in healthcare, uh, when I was, or the, the time where I was just talking to people in a bar randomly by myself because I was a professional, I guess, uh, socializer, <laughs> when someone came up to me and told me I needed to meet their boss, and the next day I was hired to run nationwide boot camps. It was my first ever coaching position. Wow. So there's a, there's, there's a ton of things that highlighted coaching as something that I was interested in and a skill that I had, uh, but I never really thought of it as a career. I kind of was always like the back burner, something that I could make money doing or something that I was interested in uh, until I was walking to work one day and feeling pretty stuck. Like I was a healthcare executive at the time. I've always was, was looking for a way out. I had that job because it was a job that I was able to get during a recession. Like I initially started as an analyst, worked in process improvement, was promoted into an executive level position. So a, you know, what was a, I need to take this job because there's a recession, became a seven-year journey <laughs> of what else might I... A little bit uh, more than why, a job. <laughs> yeah, why am I not doing something else? And at the same time, too, I was side hustling in a, in a coaching practice that I didn't really feel fully aligned in as well. So I was feeling really like underutilized at work. I was feeling pretty stuck. I was dreading going into work. And because of that, pulled back from my relationships at work. So really was really just like, I don't want to be here. So I all of a sudden, you know, I was burning my own bridges in, in a sense too, which just makes the feeling of being stuck worse. Right. <laughs> uh, so I was walking to work as, as I was, as I mentioned, cause it was that good of a job. I'm walking to work, feeling this like heavy weight on my shoulders, really dreading going into the office, sitting at my cubicle, look, you know, wondering what other work can I work on today to, to, to keep me from doing my actual job. And I look up 
And one of the things you learn as a coach in like interpersonal and social dynamics is eye contact. And so I have this thing where if you walk by me on the street, I'm looking you at the eye in the eyes, which is a little intense, but I'm so I'm looking at everyone's faces and I'm like, what? Like everyone looks like they feel how I feel right now. And I was like, this should not be how work is. I mean, my whole like purpose, my whole belief system at that point in time was we should, we should find meaning. We should create meaning. We deserve meaning. And I was like, I'm not doing that for myself. And everyone else looks like they're not doing it for themselves, especially when it comes to work. And so at that point in time, that really caused me to stop and reflect on, you know, what do I truly love to do? Like, where are my strengths? Uh, what challenges do I want to face in the next couple of years so I'm not wasting time anymore? And how do I actually make this happen in my life? How do I lead myself forward to to not just react to opportunities, but to create opportunities for myself? And so initially it wasn't entrepreneurship. It wasn't coaching. Initially it was the path of least resistance was craft my job and go do this type of work for my, for my current employer. Right. And, and so I tried that. I talked to the leadership coach at the time. I talked to that department uh, within our organization and they actually were pretty excited about the fact that I wanted to do this type of work. And I started having those conversations. I started getting involved in projects, but then we got acquired for the third time in, in those seven years and everyone I was working with lost their jobs. So this, this, uh, in that, in that position, we had two different CEOs. I had three different directors. Like I, it, it was intense, the amount of change that we went through. Uh, but so that that path was kind of cut short. The other path that I investigated was, well, maybe I need to just get a job in this field. But after working for so long, that type of pivot, at least from how I knew how to pivot then, because I pivot differently now, I work with clients in that area. Uh, I was going to take a you know half, a 50% pay cut and that wasn't reasonable to me at all. Uh, so it's going to go into like a specialist position from an executive level position. So the other path which actually leveraged my skill sets, you know, my MBA in entrepreneurial management, my previous experience studying how to start companies, my skill sets in coaching was like, and by the way, that, that side hustle for the previous five years was in coaching. So I learned how to build a coaching practice. Right. And now I knew how to do it quicker. I was like, why don't I just do that for this area where I feel aligned, where I feel purposeful? Uh, and then how else can I make this happen quicker? Like what else do I need? And the, uh, that other, like the aspect, the key element to that path was going back to school and getting my doctorate in organizational leadership, doing research in this field, publishing in this field and building relationships in this field. And that's how it all started. I mean, I left healthcare in 2018, finished my doctorate then too. And LFY has been, been going for about four and a half years now, but full, like full on, full fledged, you know, making this happen for like two and a half ish too. Wow. So in those like two and a half years, you know, through that like perseverance of like, wow, this has happened, like just all that pivoting, like trying really to get to that final point of like, wow, this is really what I want to do that has meaning, you know, what was like a really teachable moment that you like experienced? Like that where you were like, wow, this is one of the biggest things I could have learned. Yeah. And, you know, I could totally go into like the technical hard skills of sales or building a coaching practice or prospecting and all that stuff, which I think are like is really important or even like live events or virtual events, all this podcasting, creating, you know, writing a book, all that stuff's important, but nothing was um, as important as just being like truly aligned with everything that I care about. So knowing your values, getting clarity on what your why is, getting really, really clear on that, like getting solid on that. And then using that information to align your goals 
to align the relationships that you build and to really align your time ultimately, right? All the decisions you make to this, this underlying sense of purpose of who you are. Cause honestly, like the business doesn't matter. Like what I've created doesn't matter because it's not the goal that doesn't fulfill me. What fulfills me is the fact that I get to wake up each and every day and do the work that I care about. That's meaningful to myself. And I can do that in a variety of different places. And so I think the one thing that I would say is you need to get truly clear on what drives you. And you need to remind yourself of that each and every single day because we get so stuck in the weeds. We get so stuck in our work. We get so stuck in our fear sometimes even too, or even just the fact that we're tired. <laughs> so, and we forget, we forget, we forget to take a step back and be like, why am I really doing this? Right. You know, what is the true purpose behind all of this? And if we can keep that front and center, not only will our decisions serve us, like more, more than likely serve us, not, not only will our relationships support us and serve us, but we will lead ourselves forward. We'll be motivated and engaged on a daily basis during like really tough times too. Wow. Yeah. And I think that clarity in like why you're doing something or why you're pushing for that really offers kind of like a lot of freedom because now you know what this sort like kind of helps with your decision-making and where you're pushing, whatever you're pushing to, towards it, it. And I think a lot of people need help getting that clarity. And I think, so a lot of times people focus on like, oh, I need to be more confident first. And so the, the three C's of self-leadership are clarity, confidence, and control. And the reason why we stick with clarity first is because too often people don't take action. They don't lead themselves because they have a fear of being judged or fear of failure or fear of discomfort. And all of that comes from a lack of understanding of what you truly care about and a lack of understanding of your story and a lack of understanding of where you want to go with your life. Because if you know where you want to go, if you know who you are, and if you know who you are, other people's judgment doesn't matter because you're just so solid and sure in all of those different areas that their perception is just like a drop in the hat of the knowledge that you have of yourself. Correct. Yeah. I mean, honestly, yeah, I think, and I a hundred percent agree with that entire statement. Um, it's something I say to myself personally in my own life. Um, so now talking in present time, right? 2020 has obviously been a very interesting year and it's kind of changed how people. <laughs> interesting is probably like the nicest way I can phrase it. It's been a year, you know? It's yeah, just like a, yeah, exactly. it's one of those things, you know? <laughs> right. You know, it's been a day, but it's been a day for like a year. Um, mm. uh, what does success look like in 2020? I mean, or in 2021, you know, 2020 has been so interesting. You know, we're almost done with the year. We're two thirds of the way through. You know, what does success now look like in the coming year? Yeah. And I don't want to discount the fact that people are like really struggling right now. Right. You know, 30% of like, literally, I think it's like a third of people I know aren't are out of work. Places are still cutting, uh, cutting positions. Uh, the pressures of family life, you know, of, of not having your space, the pressures of uh, like the loneliness that can come with everything going on, the fear, right? The lack of clarity in the world is causing a lot of stress and anxiety. Uh, so I don't want to discount that. Right. I do want to note though that like I have a ton of clients right now that are thriving, like succeeding, right. like getting job offers that are 30% higher than what they, what they previously, you know, are, were making in their current position. Uh, you know, people that are launching businesses and getting new clients. I mean, people like there are opportunities out there. People are hiring. People are also looking to hire. Uh, so don't discount, like don't, don't judge this time. Um, and use that as an excuse to to not actually take action towards what you care about, because there's opportunity everywhere. I call myself a, an optimistic realist, so I I understand like 
I don't know if I can swear, but stuff is, is bad right now. Right. And, uh, but I also look for the solutions within those moments and opportunities within those moments. Right. Uh, so for, for me personally, like last year was, was the year of cracking the code. I was really finding ways to, to let my business go and let it be sustainable. So understanding like the messaging and the processes and prospecting tools I need to be able to be hands off and to go do other things, which is why I was able to go take this other work or do this other contract job. Cause I was just, I just took another one as a leadership coach for another organization wow. and it, it's, you know, and still have my client base. And so last year was practical. This year was, was bigger. Right. I, I realized for myself that I was limiting like my own goals, my own vision based on like how I was brought up and the people that were around me. So everything I've done this year, 2020 for me is, is bigger, bigger network, bigger pricing, bigger offerings, bigger, you know, living, bigger friendships, like, and just sort of just taking things to another level. Uh, and to that point, like I'm moving at the end of the month. So it's just like, because it's like literally like, I just want to get uncomfortable right now. And I want to, to find opportunity and create opportunity for myself in ways that I haven't. Right. And I, I agree with being uncomfortable. I've always, one of the greatest things I ever learned in my journey is like, doing my own business is be comfortable with uncomfortable because you're going to learn so much more there than you will if you stay comfortable. Yeah. Uh, shake things up a little bit. Oh yeah. All the time, constantly. Cause otherwise it's just the same stuff. Um, now even more into the future. And I know we kind of just touched on this with 2020, it kind of is hard to be like, let's look towards the future when we've been looking towards things and it literally just all changed. But how does, your business look in the next three to five years? Yeah, that's interesting. That's a great question. Because even this year, I thought I just would stop events because I used to do like four in-person events a month. And I was like, oh, this happened. I'm just going to pause it. And then my brain's like, make them all virtual. <laughs> and so <laughs> I've, I've made them all virtual. And it's been great because I've actually broadened my reach globally. I've had people from all over the world join me my mailing list has just skyrocketed because uh, the the free virtual events and, and the variety of platforms that need content right now has been has been like un, unbelievable yeah. uh, and wonderful. Uh, so it's like those pivots and things things that change can really all, all impact your business in a positive way, depending on how you react. Yeah. You know, in three to five years, you know, part and the reason why I talked about events is because I was like, ah, do I really want to do events anymore? <laughs> so that's why I was like, this yeah. three to five years, am I going to be doing events? But honestly, like I get so much out of bringing a group of people together and that energy is, is so incredible. And I don't like, I don't want group coaching, but I really love events. So I think I'll probably somehow, I think that platform of mine will scale. And then my coaching practice will probably stay the same because it's very personal and very intensive. So, but that probably will elevate depending on who I'm working with. And then I, I see myself again being, you know, taking more of a step back, making things a little bit simpler and again, like scaling, right. And, and being able to do more things that I care about. So I'm advocating for leadership development within policy. That's a really, you know, really important cause to me getting more involved in, in like, you know, food, nutrition and, and yeah, taking away corruption in the pharmaceutical industry. So if you, you ask me, Ben, what does your business look like in three to five years, three to five years, it's like, making more money doing exactly what I'm doing today, but okay. having more time to, to, to be involved in like movements that I care about. Right. <laughs> and it's just yeah. like, in, in that sense and bigger, that's what I mean. Yeah. And I think that's like great. And I think, and 
And I'll throw in because I, 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 a book, of course, got another book because it will be time in probably two years. I think I'll have enough experiences, enough of a story that I want to write another book. It's about time. Right. Yeah. So in this kind of vein of like growing and evolving and moving forward, what are you growing towards in that overall, like, okay, so we know like kind of like point B now, but what's between then and now, like, what are you growing towards in that space? So live for yourself. I named it, which is I named it after my own philosophy on how to live life. And it's honestly just to get the most out of your day to day and to be present, to be intentional. And so I can't say that anything that's like in between is any different than how I'm living now other than being more present to finding ways to be more uncomfortable to invest in the relationships that I truly care about and to continuously make more aligned decisions. And, you know, I'm not perfect. I fall out of alignment every now and then and that's because I get, I, I work in the business, not on the business sometimes. So I take a, I have to take a step back and reevaluate. And from here to that other point, I think it's just, how do I find more moments to smile? How do I find more moments to be happy? How do I find more more moments to invoke love in my life and also to give back to the world? And that may be a little hokey pokey, but like, you know, a little, a little uh, sparkly and glitter, glitter focused, but it's like, what, it's what I believe in. Right. I think that's, I think that's a great goal, like to see people be happy, to create kind of, um, I guess in the sparkle sense, magic for people (laughs) to like, you know, live the best life they can and be joyous in it. And, and with that comes an understanding that we're emotion, we're we are emotional creatures, and we don't have control over our emotions. We can sometimes spark certain emotions or put ourselves in environments that are more likely to spark certain types of emotions. But it's gonna, it's not going to be fun sometimes. And you know, as a someone that works in professional development, I was working with a client the other day, and they're like, "I just can't wait for work to be happy all the time and great." And I'm like it's not going to happen. Like, it's like, we're going to have bad days. We're going to work is work. Like we live in a society where we have to do something to make money to then pay for whatever we want in life. And hopefully we find something that we can enjoy most of the time. And so just to understand that, that we can craft a more aligned, fulfilling and easy life where we have as least amount of stress as possible, the least amount of anxiety and frustration as possible. But those things do happen and they do come up. And hopefully we build a level of resilience and understanding of what we truly care about to be able to pivot ourselves back on, on track when those moments arise. Like, you know, during, during this whole pandemic and lockdown, like I, I hit a little bit of a wall, right? I couldn't get out anymore. I couldn't, I, my routine was, was totally up in the air and messed up like everybody's. It's like you take a puzzle piece and you just throw it up, you know? Right. And so it takes some time to get those pieces and to put them back together again. And if you have certain skill sets within you and an understanding of, of, of who you are again, confident enough to take action and can be intentional, then you can put those pieces back together quicker. Right. Yeah. So we're nearing the end of our interview. So I have one final question for you. Um, in this like very wonderful interview talking about, you know, how people can kind of level up themselves. How can our community jump on board to support your like vision? Well, I'd say join an event if you can, cause it's just a bunch of free content and it's just me getting on and being me and being open and authentic. And we touch on really cool topics like happiness at work, career clarity, confidence, uh, the other day, entrepreneurship. I'm putting together a panel right now on the career journey with some like awesome entrepreneurs. 
Uh, I also post a ton of free content on LinkedIn. I share my voice. I post videos on YouTube. Like really, if you're looking for content related to anything that I've been talking about, go on there, check it out, give it a share or comment. So more people get eyes on it, which just spreads the word. And I'd say most importantly, like just send me a message and connect and have a conversation because that's how I, you know, I get filled up and I love meeting new people. Same. Thank you so much for um, being on the podcast today. And it was a wonderful time interviewing you. And thank you. Yeah. Thank you so much for having me. much for listening to the Leverage to Scale show. If you are a purpose-driven business owner or professional who would like to have a global impact by being interviewed on our show, please visit leveragetoscale.com forward slash guest. Now, if you got something out of this interview, would you do me a favor and share this episode on social media? Just do a quick screenshot with your phone and text it to a friend or post it on your favorite social network. If you do that, just be sure to tag us with a hashtag leverage to scale. Each month, we scour Twitter, LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram, and pick one winner from each platform. What do you win? We are going to promote you and your business to all of our social media fans totally free. Next, if you thought this was a valuable use of your time, please support the show and give us a thumbs up or a rating and review. We promise to read it all and take action. I believe that every person has a message that can positively impact the world. Your feedback helps us fulfill that mission. And while you're at it, hit that subscribe button. My name is Amber Vilhauer, and I thank you so much for your time. Let's connect on your favorite social channels. Thanks for listening. Thank you for being a part of the No Guts, No Glory movement.